Welcome to APTA's official podcast, The Transit Authority. My name is Sharice Myers, and I serve at APTA as the Director of Workforce Development. I'm excited to introduce you to a special podcast topic for National Mentoring Month. To be specific, why do we care about this thing, mentoring? Well, if you know anything about mentoring, it can be your tool to tap into retaining your staff, building a positive work culture, and really tapping into talent development and knowledge transfer. So we're going to bring you a two-part series. In part one, we're going to introduce you to and feature Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority. And specifically, they're going to tell you about their partnership with ATU and how they use peer-to-peer mentoring to really create um, success. In addition, we have a part two to this. In part two, we're going to introduce you to the mentoring program at Greater Cleveland RTA. So what do I want you to do now? I want you to sit back relax, and you're going to hear from VTA's COO, Derek Calhoun, and his team on how they created a successful mentoring program. Hello, my name is Derek Calhoun, and I serve as the Chief Operating Officer for the Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority. The Santa Clara Transportation Authority invests in our workers. The Operator Mentorship Program Success is unprecedented. Our retention rate increased from 50% to 90% for the new operators, and our employees demonstrate competence in interpersonal skills and technical skills. The Operators Mentorship Program is run by ATU Local 265 and the ATU International, and also with our VTA Workforce Development Operations Manager, Steve Joel. I'm going to let Steve talk a little bit more about the program. And I'll turn it over to Steve to talk more about the Joint Workforce Investment. Steve? Hello, my name is Steve Jovell, Operations Manager in uh, Workforce Development. I also have Harpreet. Hi, my name is Harpreet. I'm also a co-director for, for ATU Local 265. Uh, work with Steve uh, on day-to-day. So between Harpreet and I work uh, closely on the day-to-day over, uh, overview and over and managing the JWI program. We, we manage the coordinators the leads in making sure that new operators on both for operators on the light rail side, on the bus side, and for maintenance all have the resources and the support that they need to be successful in transitioning to their new careers. We also have five apprenticeship programs for coach operator, light rail operator, overhead line and track on the light rail maintenance side. And we on the bus maintenance side, we have a service mechanic program. And we're also working on developing new apprenticeship programs to fill our hard-to-recruit positions, highly skilled positions throughout the agency. It's, it's a way to not only recruit uh, for new positions, but also train our frontline workforce to elevate their skill set into higher-level positions. Harpreet, would you like to touch on the day-to-day managing of the Definitely. Uh, I, I think uh, the worker voice piece is, is huge, making this program a successful program. Uh, as a, a coach operator, you know, I was promoted to head this program. And we, we run the program on day-to-day with assistance of Steve. You know, we have coordinators who are also operators who put the classes together for, for the mentees. We put mentor mentee meet, uh, mentors meetings together. And, you know, 
we bring the whole worker voice piece to the to the front line. You know, a lot of the problems that usually don't get addressed are brought up in these meetings and directly to the management and, you know, uh, are, are looked at. And usually we have manage, managers coming back with answers pretty sooner than, you know, going through the whole process of it. Like Steve said, we have a whole department and, you know, coordinators, leads at yards, mentors, everybody with different responsibilities. But I think the bigger piece is the mentorship itself. Uh, a lot of the mentors do the daily work with the new operators as a coach operators. And it's a job that's not easily adjusted to. It's a different hours, different schedules, different routes on every day. So veteran operators are, are the key piece on on day to day to make the make, make the program successful there's a couple other elements within the part we have a partnership with VTA and with ATU local 265 ATU international we also partner with mission college on our apprenticeship programs so that they are credited uh, apprenticeships they range between uh, 18 to 26 college units depending on the program all of our apprenticeship programs are year and a half to two year apprenticeships we also partner with uh, Balance Point Strategic Services as our, as our neutral third party when there are needs to facilitate meetings and to overcome differences within the partnership. And we also work with uh, California Transit Works, CTW, which is a California consortium of agencies with partnerships. Um, we've also partnered with uh, the International the International Transportation Learning Center in providing technical assistance to other agencies, um, as we do in California with CTW, uh, other agencies that, in ATU properties that are trying to start new labor management partnerships. I think uh, one of the really, you know, you, you heard from some of our mentors earlier, our JWI stories. We have a lot of success stories within JWI. Um, Harpreet, would you like to start with the, some of our success stories that we've uh, brought from JWI? Definitely. Uh, I want to touch upon Alicio Acosta Jr., who was uh, one of our service worker, who was a service worker for 10 years, and he didn't see any career paths, right? Uh, when JWI started back in 2006, and when the first program was service mechanic program, and he rolled into service mechanic program, uh, and then he went through transit mechanic, and he was, well, he was a transit mechanic and became a JWI lead. And then from there, ATU International saw potential in his work, and they actually, you know, had asked him to work at ATU International along with Jermaine Gibson uh, for the ATU Workforce Development Department. The other story I can highlight is Miss Herlinda, who was a uh, you know who came in as an operator, and she went went from operation into maintenance. And she wanted to be a transit mechanic as well, right? And she went through schooling and to begin with, but then when she saw the opportunity to enroll in one of our apprenticeships, she she took the opportunity. She um, she is a transit mechanic at uh, our ONR department right now, and she is also one of our lead. Uh, and I, I really wanted. To, I was talking to her last week, and she is the first female transit mechanic in ONR department. Wow. Uh, and, you know, stories like that where, you know, operators, are, uh, our members are coming in at an entry level and, you know, getting their themselves to a top positions in the company where, you know, um, is amazing uh, to boost the, the morale and for, uh, for the members. Um, 
I think one of the highlights of our you know joint workforce investment is uh, through apprenticeship. It's building. It's allowing us to bring in underrepresented populations. As he mentioned, Herlinda, we also have a current apprentice as a track worker who who would become our first uh, female track worker when she completes this program. So you know it's filling a lot of different um, gaps that we have in public transportation with recruitment attracting some of these underrepresented populations in highly skilled maintenance positions and also retention of these employees. So let's move into you know what we've learned here at VTA through this partnership with A2 Local 265. Lessons learned. You know, we'll start with, you know, one of the first things that I've learned is how important it is to build trust. Derek, can you touch on, you know, maybe, you know, how important it is from the agency side, you know, working with the union to build mm-hmm. that trust within the partnership? Yeah, I think the biggest thing has is, is really been about that this is not union negotiations. It's really about uh, making sure that we're investing and touching the employees. I can give you guys a story. I mean, coming from AC Transit, AC Transit uh, used VTA as an example of uh, how to have um, a local and um, also a management partnership that develops and flourishes for the employees. We're able to use that same model over at AC Transit to develop our own uh, joint workforce investment uh, program as well, too. But it's key for, you know, the union and uh, for the for the agency to make sure that they're following the guidelines of, again, this is not a collective bargaining agreement. This is for the employees, for the well-being of the employees, and to make sure that that work comes together along with walking side by side, whether it's going to the colleges together whether it's doing, uh, you know, the apprenticeship graduations together so that they see that we're a unified front and we're working towards uh, the benefit, which is which is the employee. And I think, you know, one of the important things as, you know, building trust is initially what the beginning of starting the partnership is showing some quick wins for the partnership. Harpreet, can you touch on, you know, how important is it for the union to build these, you know, quick wins and be able to show these for the membership of the union? Of course, having, you know, small stuff like having mentors, leads, uh, building confidence and having. It provides that that ability, that tr- that trust that that you're, you're entrusted to lead, a, lead right. the meeting. And, and exactly. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, for agency to trust uh, an operator to lead classes and meetings and, you know, actually put everything together is it was a huge leap in the beginning yeah. and uh and having that trust uh built took time but we're we're 15 16 years in and i, I think it takes time to build that trust and you know having those small leaps uh is is, is a huge win overall for the program but it's about a, that operator voice as well too and and, voice, you know, right? having a, a worker voice uh, at the table is a huge thing you know, we've, we've been able to solve a lot of problems that operators have yes. on day to day on the road yeah. at the end of the line with the schedules, okay. you know, so uh, it, it's it's a huge, uh, you know, for the program. But when uh, our employee and member sees the real results right away yeah. uh, within days, weeks, instead of waiting for six months, you know, that's that's a huge win. I think, you know, the, the, the last, you know, thing I'll share with, you know, lessons learned is, you know, at, from the management side, you really have to rely on your frontline, you know, allow frontline operators to show what it is that the partnership is in need of. Um, I always give the example, I, I was an operator for 13 years, 
But at the same time, I'm on my 26th year in transportation. I've been out of the seat just about as long now as I was in the seat. And, you know, public transportation as a coach operator has evolved. It changes quickly. Over 13 years, the job is a lot different. Over the last few years, you know, post the pandemic, mm-hmm. it's changed. There's a lot of new challenges. So for me to, you know, yes, I can say I've operated, but I really rely on the front line and the leads and the mentors to tell me what it is that they need today to lead the new operators. Um, so, you know, and that's difficult sometimes for management to take a step back and to really listen to the front line. Right. Uh, I, I want to acknowledge Tom Fink, who brought this idea of partnership back in 2005. And, you know, he kind of led the whole movement in the beginning. He brought it up to ATU and there was conversation between agency mm-hmm. and ATU. And I think he really championed that conversation. Right. And Steve always ta- brings this point up is having champions on both sides. Yeah. Right. Uh, like Steve helps me. I help, we help, you know, run the program on day to day. Having champions, especially when there is a contract negotiation times or anything else that's going on. Uh, and those champions going to protect the program and really root for the program is, is a crucial uh a point uh, that I, I believe is really when we talk to other agencies that needs to be addressed as well. Right. That's very true. Uh, another important piece, critical piece of, of any labor management partnership and is, is building relationships. Um, it's, it's, it's really important to build effective um, relationships between not only management and the union and, you know, as we, you know, the, the management of the union side, Harpreet and I both work oversee the the management the labor management program you know day to day but we also rely on the leadership at the higher level with uh, Derek Calhoun as our chief operating officer and with uh Raj Singh as our uh ATU local 265 president the leadership team sits down and they they really guide the the strategies and the the vision of our joint workforce investment so we just carry out the day to day, but you know it, it's really building all those relationships through meeting, through conversations, and having some tough conversations at times, and understanding that we're at the same table with one common goal, um, not in the classic labor management relationship. So th- those are important relationships to build. I think holding regular meetings and retreats to establish these in the beginning is, is critical. Mm-hmm. Also communication with each of the partners and the stakeholders so that people understand what the partnership is, is striving to do. I think communication is a key point because this is a new space for agencies and local unions to work and usually normally talk on you know different differences, right? And this is a common goal that we're striving toward public service, better environment for employees and, and career ladders and stuff, right? And without communication, I, I think on, on both sides, uh, the, this really doesn't work out. Yeah, that communication gets you to that common goal. Definitely. And the common goal is employee, growing the employee and making sure that you're building that, that bench for the agency and right. collectively together. So uh, as a first step in order, you know, to to creating a successful labor management partnership, what would each of you say is is an important first step? I I think uh, coming from my perspective is trust and making sure that you build that trust. And I think Harpre touched on it as well, too, is the communication. It shouldn't be a one way communication. It's a two way communication. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to listen to both good, bad or indifferent. 
you know, and figure out the, that way and that path forward. You may agree to disagree on things, but I think the other key good thing is having a third party, that third neutral party with having, you know, CTW involved as well, too, to kind of let you both see what the what the real light is and, and, and the end of that tunnel. But I think, uh, you know, the clear understanding of understanding it's not this is not that collective bargaining that right. we're going through, but, you know, what that real benefit is. So Definitely. that's from my perspective. Uh, me being a union member, I'm going to say uh, worker voice yeah. and allowing the frontline worker to actually really, uh, you know, really show trust in the worker to let and let them lead the programs. Yes. Uh, it's a key to to be is one of the keys to for the programs to be successful. So true. And I think, you know, from my perspective, I really think it's important to, you know, for both sides to, you know, to not only identify a champion, but to, you know, the leadership of both the the agency side and the union side has to be willing to give some authority to that leadership, you know, on the day to day. Now, like I said earlier, the leadership team is going to make the higher decisions, the higher level decisions that come to finances and to vision and strategies and things. But the day to day, you know, at Harpreet and and my level, we have to be able to make, you know, the day to day decisions accordingly. And and then we report those up to to the leadership. So I think those are some, you know, really the first steps to be successful. So wrap this up. What would we say the three tips for success um, in a labor management partnership? You know, we've talked about trust between the partnership, which is, I think, one of the critical yeah. Yeah. pieces. The worker voice piece, which yes. our preach spoken to, is another, you know, big piece in having a successful manage- labor management partnership. But, um, you know, through time, there's changes in leadership. Fortunately, we've had general manager uh, levels that have supported our joint workforce investment. We, we've had uh, at the 18 international level, uh, President Costa, fully supportive. He came out here early on in his tenure and became fully engaged and supported in pulling up G for workforce development for the union side. We've had chief operating officers that have fully supported JWI. So it's, you know, as there's leadership changes, it's critical that, you know, the president for ATU Local 265 here and the CEO levels, you know, regardless of who those people are, that we've had support from both sides. Harpreet, would you like to touch on that at all? Or? I think when President Costa came here and then he took G and, and started spreading this program across states and Canada was a huge win for us. A sport like that, you know, just, uh, just as important as a local sport from mm-hmm. the from local 265 or other unions and management side as well. And, you know, it shows that, ATU as a, as a sees potential in these programs and in their members to you know by succeeding in in the jobs that we are so you know having a sport overall is is a good thing I think Excellent. and I think as we move forward I think you know having you know a model like this that we have with joint workforce investment to have this available for other trans transportation agencies across the country <laughs> through a resource like APTA. And having, you know, AT Local 265 and AT International behind this as a resource, I think we could really make a long, make long strides towards, you know, helping, uh, helping with recruitment, helping with training our front line. And I think, you know, this takes us to the next level of what public transportation is going to move into in the next, you know, several decades. So if there's any closing. I think we cannot forget, uh, like, the neutral third parties as you brought up 
uh, earlier and the community partner, the community colleges are crucial uh, if we're uh, moving toward apprenticeship partnerships, right? So they play a key role uh, for any apprenticeship to be successful. And I think also to really, again, it, it boils down to the partnership, boils down to the communication, and then it boils down to, to your employees. What do you want your workforce to be? What do you want your, where do you want your workforce to, to go? And where do you want your workforce to grow? And, uh, you know, these partnerships, these apprenticeships are ways for you to grow your agency uh, beyond comprehension. So we support and we would love to see other agencies doing the same thing that we're doing here at, uh, at VTA. Uh, we'd love to be the model and be able to spread everything that uh, VTA is doing here across the country. Similar to what uh, G is doing now, but, you know, we want to also support that as well, too. So now you know the background of the VTA program. After a short break, you're going to hear from the mentors and mentees. They have some amazing stories to share with you. We'll be right back. Did you know that APTA conducts peer reviews for its members on a broad range of issues such as operations, safety, organizational efficiency, and more? Visit APTA.com and learn more about this valuable member resource. Welcome back from the break. You're tuned in to APTA's podcast, The Transit Authority. And now it's time for you to hear from VTA's mentors and mentees. Sit back, relax, and listen to some amazing stories. Hi, my name is Rhonda Knox. I'm an operator out of Cerrone. Um, I work for VTA. I work out of the Cerrone division. I've been an operator for 27 years. And I've been a mentor for 15 years. And I have my mentee with me today, Jermaine Gibson, also known as G. Hi, G. Hi, Rhonda. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Great. Good. So I want to ask you a question. Well, let me say why I became a mentor. I became a mentor because I like helping others. And it brings me joy to see other people do well with my help. And so now I'm going to ask, um, what is what was your benefits of having a mentor? Well, again, thank you, one, for being my mentor. I will say that now that I work at ATU International as the Director of Apprenticeship and Workforce Development, none of this would have been possible without you, without your support, without your guidance, uh, without you seeing something in me that I didn't see in myself when I first came in with all my issues. Uh, it wouldn't have led to me doing what I'm doing today. And that's spreading the same type of mentor programs that you have at uh, JWI everywhere else. Okay, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and um, I just want to say, um, as a mentor, one of my lessons learned is to, um, to know that I didn't always have to be the one talking. It's okay to listen. And, um, you know, just be that listening ear because, you know, sometimes people don't want you to say anything. They just want you to listen. And that's OK. And how about yourself, G? What was one of your lessons learned? I would say one of my biggest lessons learned is making sure you have the right person when you come into transit that can not only um, pour their knowledge into you, but introduce you to other people uh, that will also do the same. Um, I'm going to try not to tear up, but I don't know if you remember this, Rhonda. When you went on vacation and you said, I'm going to give you to Thomas and Thomas is going to watch over you while I'm gone. And so one of my biggest 
lessons and take away from it is making sure you have somebody who looks out for you and put you around other people that will support you in your professional and personal life. So, yes. And I'm glad that I paired you up with Thomas because he was an awesome person and he's going to be missed. Yeah, he is. That's why I said I'm going to try to keep from tearing up, but as soon as I was like, let me move on before I start crying because you know it don't take that much to make me cry. <laughs> so um, I think um, my um, success story is you. Because of where you came from, you. Oh, I'm getting. <laughs> so, you just you mean a lot to me. I remember when you came in. You, you was a mentee, and you went from a mentee to a mentor, from a mentor to the JWI director, and now you're at the international. And I remember when you first started, you told me you was going you was going to take over and you did that. And I'm proud of you. So, yeah, thank you, G. Thank you. Allowing me to be your mentor. That means a lot to me from where you started to where you are now. I'm super, super proud of you. And, you know, I always say that my mentees are my baby. And I'm a proud mama. I love you, G. Thank you. I love you, Ron. You know, you're trying, you got me over here crying. And I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you, as just as much as you're proud of me, I'm proud of you. I'm Thank proud you. that, you know, you allow yourself to allow somebody to come in and show them not only how to do this job, but how to be a professional, how to be, you know, a good uh, person in my personal life. And I'm telling you now, you may not know this, but everywhere I go, everywhere I present at, everybody knows who Rhonda Knox is. And that's because I owe so much to you. They owe so much to you. And so just as much as you're proud of me, I'm, I'm proud of, of you as well. Well, thank you. And tr believe me, everybody knows who you are because you always leave your mark. You're very humble. And once you go somewhere, everybody knows you and love you. So same right back at you. <laughs> All right, G. Nice to see you. Hey, it's good to see you soon. Okay, bye, G. That next week. Okay, I'll see you then. All right. All right. Bye. Yeah. Hello, my name is Hector Oliva, and I'm a mentor out of Chiboya. Been at Chiboya for six years. Been a mentor for almost two years, and I really enjoy it. And this is my mentee. My name is Arturo Bergen. Uh, I'm at Chiboya Yard. I've been there for about nine months. So um, one of the benefits, I think, as uh, being a mentor is I'm able to help somebody that does self-gratification for me. I really like helping people. I've always been like that. My grandmother once told me, like, you know, when I was young, said it's better to give than to receive. And that's the mentality I kind of kept with, with everything just in life. And I've been there, you know, uh, when I first started. Um, it's not easy. Uh, my mentor helped me. Like my first two weeks, I was ready, you know, I was ready to quit. But just having that person that, you know, that role model and, you know, peer to kind of look up to definitely helped me, you know, keep my job and reduce stress. Any benefits for you? The benefits for me of having a mentor when I started this job is because it was just a lot of information to process in the beginnings of the, of the job. And it's it can get really confusing. 
and being able to have a mentor that's been in there for years to be able to help you guide your way through it makes it a whole lot easier to kind of focus on the job of driving and being safe and just not having the the stress of trying to figure out everything at once by yourself. Just being able to have a companion, like a friend, to kind of just be able to call on and help you whenever you need it. It's, it's a really good thing for this job. And, yeah, what also what I learned is, uh, well, Arturo's been a good mentee because uh, he's, he's, he's proactive, definitely hands-on, would call me day and night. And I love that because, you know, I, I knew I was, you know, trying to help somebody out. And, you know, and basically, um, if I didn't know, I would learn myself. I say, actually, you know, I, I'm not sure, you know, are we getting paid or not getting paid? <laughs> so, you know, definitely kept me on my toes and, and I learned as well. So I guess I'll go to the next question, VTA success story. I, for me, um, there's been a lot. For me, safety, number one. And one story that I can share that, that I'm proud of is a couple of years back, uh, we had a, a BOL, which is uh, be on the lookout for a certain person, but actually it wasn't displayed. That that person just came on the bus, was acting kind of kind of strange, elderly, and I didn't see anything displayed that this person was missing. So I just called in and say, "Hey, do you have BOL for this such and such person? Because he's asking some random questions." I just kind of knew he wasn't coherent, like something was not right. And sure enough, I got his ID. Um, it turned out that he uh, he was missing at a different city. And oh, it gave me su- such great pleasure. And, and even the, you know, supervision wrote a nice letter. So that's one one highlight of, you know, my success in, at VTA. Yeah, and my success story is being able to make it through probation, not any points, no miss outs. Just with having a mentor to be able to call and like, hey, can you let me know what this means? Because I really, it's pride. My pride is being able to be on time for job and not missing any days and just doing the job of best of ability. So that was my success story. We want to thank you for tuning in to listen to APTA's official podcast, The Transit Authority. And we also want to thank our guests from VTA for sharing with us their success story and how mentoring is ensuring that their operators really feel supported. Don't forget, there's a part two to this. And you will be hearing from India Birdsong Terry and her staff over at Greater Cleveland RTA. Be sure to tune in to hear what Greater Cleveland RTA is doing with their mentoring program in part two of this series. We hope to see you then.